I'm going to ask if you would stand with me in the honor and the reverence of reading God's Word. Luke chapter 22, today verses 14 through verse 20. Let's go to the, let's go to the Lord's Word. God's Word says this. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today, we are thankful today for our Savior, for our salvation, for hope that endures, for peace settled in the work of Jesus Christ. Lord, we come today and we just tell you as we have gathered that we love you, that we worship you, that we exalt you today. Lord, I pray in this hour, in this event, that, that we would hear from you, that we would hear from your word, that we would be encouraged and, and shaped and built as people that would stand as disciples of Jesus Christ. Lord, we do come and just ask for you to meet with us we ask, Lord, that we would be prepared to have open ears and open hearts to receive. And I pray more than anything that the fruit of this day, of this hour, would that you would be pleased, that you would be known, that you would be glorified. Lord, we give it to you. We tell you again, we thank you and we worship you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This morning we are going to observe, we are going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is one of the two ordinances that we have in the New Testament church, the other being the ordinance of baptism. Both ordinances are called for and are commissioned by Jesus himself. Very simply, the reason that we do these two things in the life of the church is because Jesus has instructed us to. Jesus has told us of these two things, commanded us really to do these things in the church. Now, both ordinances are symbolic in nature. They are reminders of and they are pictures of our gospel. In taking the Lord's Supper, we are remembering the sacrificial death of Jesus. Both ordinances, we need to be very sure this morning, do not impart God's grace to us. They do not secure salvation, and they do not add to our salvation. In doing them, be sure this morning, we are not more or less in God's favor. Be sure our gospel is that God shows us his favor in the work of Jesus Christ, in the person of Jesus Christ. Again, the Lord's Supper is symbolic in nature and is to serve for us 
as a reminder of the death of Jesus. Now, that's what Jesus says. That's what he records for us in his word. This event today is to remind us of the sacrificial death of Jesus. Today, as we prepare to observe the Lord's Supper, I want to work through the account in the Gospel of Luke, in Luke's Gospel, and in doing so this morning, I want to bring to mind to us five things that we are to remember today. Five things for us to remember today. Now, I'm going to read those verses that we just read again, and then we're going to go back through them, and we're going to pull out five things for us to remember today. Now, listen to the verses as I go back through them. Luke chapter 22, beginning in verse 14. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to him saying, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten saying, this cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. All right, again, from those verses, we're going to pull out five things for us to remember this morning. The first thing to remember this morning is the hour. Remember the hour. Remember the hour. Verse 14 starts, and it says, when the hour had come. When the hour had come. Now, as this phrase is spoken as it is recorded, it is setting the context for the Lord's Supper. Now, it could mean the hour of the Passover Supper. It could mean the hour, the exact hour of this meal that he's having with the disciples. It could mean the hour that the events of the cross start to move forward. Now, we know that they surely do. Soon coming after this is his betrayal. Soon coming after that is his arrest. After that, his mock trials. And so it could be talking about the hour that the events of the cross began to move forward. It could mean the hour is at hand for his death. And actually, it means all of those things. But here is the thing to note this morning. Here's the thing to remember this morning. Jesus, eternal God, outside of time, has entered into time in the person of Jesus for this exact time. Now, I want you to hear that again. Remember the hour. Jesus, eternal God, outside of time, has entered into time in the person of Jesus for this exact time. Now, what that means is Jesus is in control. What that means is he exists for this time. He exists for this hour. Now, what that means is this is God's gracious plan. This is God's gracious plan. 
The first thing to remember, remember the hour. The second thing to remember, remember the promise. Remember the promise. Let me read verse 15 again. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Jesus says, I have earnestly. Now, what that means is, I have intently, that's what it translates, I have seriously, I have truly wanted to eat this Passover with you, and he says, before I suffer. Now, verse 15 really is a remarkable event. Verse 15 really is an astounding, huge event. Remember the Passover observance instituted by God was to remind the people, to remind the nation that God was their deliverer. Now, that's why he instituted it. They were to remember the things that he had done in the past, the mighty things that he had done in their deliverance, and it was to remind the people to look to God for their salvation, to look to God as their deliverer. Now, more than that, it was also at the same time in God's wisdom to train the people, to train the nation, to look to the provision of God for their salvation. So it was a reminder of God as the deliverer. It was also to train them to look to God as the provision for salvation. Just like the sacrificial Passover lamb, through his shed blood saved them from the judgment of God, Those that were under the blood were saved. In the same way, those under the blood of the true Passover lamb, Jesus, will also be saved from the judgment of God. Well, in this event, and this is why it's astounding, in this event, the Passover of promise meets the promise of the Passover. And all of that is in the person of Jesus. Jesus says, before I suffer. Now, can you imagine this? The Passover supper, you're taking it with the Passover lamb. Can you imagine that? All the faithfulness of God in the past has brought you to the point to look to the faithfulness of God in the present in Jesus. And you're observing the Passover with the Passover lamb. Today, we remember the promise. Look to the Lamb. Look to God for our salvation. It is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. The third thing we remember, remember the prophecy. Remember the prophecy. Now, understand, this is why we not only observe the Lord's Supper. Sometimes you hear that. But it's also why we celebrate the Lord's Supper. We need not miss that. Yes, we as the church observe the Lord's Supper, but we also celebrate the Lord's Supper. All right, notice verse 16. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. All right, jumping down to verse 18. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on 
until the kingdom of God comes. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now I want you to see this. The truth is this. Just as Jesus left, Jesus is coming again. I want us to be sure of that. I don't want us to miss that. Just as Jesus left, he says that, he is coming again. That is what he has promised. That is what his word has told us. That is the prophecy to be fulfilled. We remember in the Lord's Supper and we celebrate in the Lord's Supper that one day there will be a new heaven and a new earth for the former things will have passed away and there will be no more tears and no more sorrow and no more sickness for the tabernacle of God will be among men and on that day, listen to me, we shall then face to face behold the Lamb. Today we celebrate what John told us in chapter 14, just as he went to the cross, just as he has prepared for us a place through that cross, he will come again and receive us into himself that where he is, there we will be also. Listen to me, friends. Today we celebrate Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. So we remember the prophecy in this. The third, fourth thing is this. We remember the sacrifice. We remember the sacrifice. Listen to verses 19 and 20. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to him, saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Verse 20, and in the same way he took the cup after he had eaten, saying, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. This body which is given for you, this cup is my blood poured out for you. We need to remember today, our salvation came at the highest of costs. Sometimes we get used to that. Sometimes we become flippant in that. Well, Jesus died on the cross. Through him, we have the forgiveness of our sin. We need to be aware today. We need to remember today, Jesus paid the highest cost for our salvation. It is through his shed blood. It is through his suffering. It is through his cross. Our salvation, listen, is offered to us in God's grace but it is not cheap and it was not free for us. Our sin is paid for in the blood and the death of Jesus Christ. We need to remember that. That's what he calls us to remember. Notice it says, this is my body given for you. He says, this cup, his blood is poured out, his words, for you. The truth of our gospel is the penalty had to be paid. The penalty wasn't erased. The punishment stood. The wrath of God had to be satisfied. And Jesus paid it for you. He paid it for me in his sacrificial death on the cross of Calvary. Isaiah 53, 5 says, 
but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, listen, his literal scourging, we are healed. Listen to the words he uses. And he did it for you, for me. Fourth thing, we remember his sacrifice. The fifth thing we remember today, we remember the new covenant. We remember the new covenant. Listen to verse 20 again. And in the same way, he took the cup after he'd eaten, saying, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. In Jeremiah chapter 31, Israel was promised a new covenant. They had broken the old covenant made through Moses. Well, understand today, Jesus, Jesus, the the person of Jesus, he is the mediator of the new covenant. The new covenant is made in his blood. It is secured in his blood. Now, what that means is this. Through Jesus, through his blood, through the work of the cross, we have the forgiveness of sin. Now, I want you to know what that means. There is not forgiveness of sin. There's not peace with God in any other means. It is through the work of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, that we have peace with God. That is the covenant. That is the promise of God. Through the death of Jesus, we are forgiven of our sins and find peace with God. We remember today Jesus' death because in his death and in his death alone, our sins are paid for. In his blood, we are delivered from the penalty, the payment for sin, death. And that is the promise of Jesus. That is the covenant. There is peace with God, the forgiveness of our sin, not of any work that we might do, but in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what this is about. That's why he came as the lamb. That is why he went to the cross of Calvary. A few moments, we're going to take the Lord's Supper. And I want to tell you, it is only for believers. It is only, he gives the institution, the ordinance to the church. It is only for believers. And let me tell you why. Because if you're not a believer, this means nothing to you. It may be some religious thing. You might feel good about yourself for a little bit. But if you're not a believer, this means nothing to you. Yet, here's the truth. It is a picture of the promise we have in Jesus. Do this in remembrance of me. As long as we do this, we proclaim his death. It is a picture of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you today, friend, if you've never trusted Jesus Christ, In him and in him alone, we have the forgiveness of our sin. We have restoration with God. We have peace, not as the world gives, we have peace. We have hope that endures. We have a future in Jesus Christ. All of this to proclaim this. There is a Savior today, and he so loves you. He did this.
How much does he love us? We've talked about it for 100 days. How much does he love us? He loves us so much that as the king of glory, he comes and he goes to the cross of Calvary. As a sinless savior, he takes all the sorry filth of my life and of your life and he bears it. The Bible says not only bears it, he becomes it. How much does he love you? He takes your shame. He is stripped naked. He's, he's beaten. He's marched to the cross and there he dies paying for your sin and my sin. How much does he love you? This is how much. We have a savior today. We have good news today. The message of this is this. He so loves you.